Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Autism Stories. I'm your host, Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. Autistic people are the true experts of the autistic experience, and Autism Stories is where we interview autistic people to learn from their stories, experiences, and get their insights. If you'd like to be notified about each week's episode of Autism Stories, we suggest you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We would also appreciate it if you could give us a positive rating and review, as it would help others to learn about autism stories. When I reached out to today's guest, Matt Hayes, to request an interview, he was kind enough to accept this invitation, but he also said something I was so appreciative of, and that is, I love connection and you are driving it. I hope by hearing Matt's story, you feel connection as he joins me to discuss Facilitated Communication, a documentary about his life and island life. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Matt, thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah. I wanted to start out our conversation by learning where does your story in the autistic community begin? I have been part of the autistic community, Doug, for as long as I can remember. Yeah. I was part of a group of AAC users at St. Louis Children. Oh. At St. Louis Children's Hospital. From the age of five, I was the youngest AAC user in the group. So I have that been extremely fortunable fortunately fortunate fortunate to have had motors mentors uh-huh. that were inspiring me with their lives i went to my first conference when i was six years old I, that's larry larry business tracy brusher payton her daughter and many others who were living fulfilling lives as AAC users. I think those early examples were formative. I am still friends with them today. I would encourage people who do not have AAC users that are inspiring them to reach out. Often people are more accessible than we think i think yeah mm-hmm. i think isolation is our greatest enemy i draw a lot of strength from the aac and autistic community I think we are getting a stronger sense of what the community can do together. Absolutely. And Matt, I learned about you through a documentary about you and your life, which is called My Voice, One Man's Journey to Overcome the Silence of Autism. Now, in this film, you discussed your primary mode of communication, which is facilitated communication. What do you see as some of 
the common misunderstandings with this type of communication? Yeah, I think the biggest misunderstanding is what facilitated communication is facilitated. Communication is a training within to teach people how to use their eyes, fingers, and intention to become the most proficient they can at typing and using where possible their voice to communication and to then communicate a message. I need to learn Pacific physical support when I was learning how to get my fingers and vision to match up. I am past that stage and working on my speaking voice now, but physical, I support definitely. I, a part of my journey, I was so full of movements that were uncontrolled that I was able to be still for only a second and a half. The pressure helped me calm and focus. I was also often lost in space. I can still get that feeling when I am trying to typing. When that happens, I move my knee to touch my communication partner's knee until oriented again. I think that training methods are meant to train to bring us to our best. I am trying to say when I was learning to ride a bike, I had training wheels and then I a hand on the seat while I learned to really balance and then a runner beside me to keep me on the path and coach my bike skills now I'll ride slower so, slower so low. low for many miles but I needed all that training for as long miles but I needed all that training for as long as it took to get to my super bike skills I have now I think we need to give the space and time and support to people that they need as they are learning to point at letters. A lot goes into a single successful point for a person with motor and movement difficulties. Now, one of my sensory needs is I'm not very comfortable a lot of time with yeah. people touching me or getting too close to me in, in terms of physical space between us. So that makes me wonder yeah. about sensory yeah. needs in terms of yeah. facilitated communication. How do your sensory yeah. needs impact you in this way? I think you are addressing a very important, I started very young, so it may have been easier for me to adapt sense of any sort hand really help or impede. I need a sense of calm. So a distracted, uptight communication partner is a problem that takes extra on my part. Yeah, I think having a sense of control in the process helps if the person is in control of proximity and the touch is from something in the mate, in, in the mate, it 
can less than a sensory unpack the soft cloth to grip can help a point a ruler under the form can hide anything hide a bit a forward movement while a person works to get their eyes on the alphabet a ruler instead of physical touch also gives a person meat more space was actually the opposite i needed to practice having space and still learning to coordinate all my skills and movements my communication partner practiced with me by moving farther and farther away as I type it was a skill I had to grow. I want to reiterate that these are all training methods to help people grow and skills of communication and those techniques evolve. At the person grows and takes over more of the process, just like learning to ride a bike. Now, the documentary about your life, My Voice, One Man's Journey to Overcome the Silence of Autism, was produced by Telemark Films. What made you decide you felt comfortable with mm -hmm. them helping you to share the story of your life up to that point? Yeah. I was in the space to share where I was in the hot fire. Yeah. I'm fighting for my communication to be recognized. And I felt more people needed to see my story to see what non-speaking artists were fighting in order to get some effective from form communication. I was introduced my friend Vivia emailed to Bailey prior who he had Telemark films. We had some discussions discussion about the subject. Bailey was intrigued. Tree. 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 Intrigued. Enough to come out and meet me. We continued our discussion about communication and the barriers me in the non-speaking minimally speaking and the merging speaking communities were facing i think we both realize there is a lot of the organ unrecognized just prejudice. This prejudice. This is people from the most parts all well meaning about un uninformed on this topic. We both wanted to shed some light in an unvarnished way. Bailey likes to tell me story that intrigued him and this was no new for him 
I had to put a lot of trust in the Telemark team to tell the story honestly from different perspectives. Bailey and Aragon I agreed that it would be a documentary that shows the whole picture as much as possible within an hour's worth of time. Bailey as a documentary filmmaker only makes a film that presents the story as truthfully and clearly as possible. I had not no creative control or input except for the communication I expressed in the film and everyone sees it was scary. I was getting the greatest gift of telling my story to that point, but I had to let go of the narrative and let the team tell the story through what they filmed. I was filmed for months. They came to many places. We were traveling. As I worked on my communication, it was a huge undertaking to be followed all the time. The crew was and his amazing and I, but I can tell you the camera and boom, pick up everything. We were only of of camera to eat and sleep being exposed for a documentary was a huge risk of huge risk. But Telemark told an amazing honest story. I am grateful to everyone who participated, they have given so much. No one, by the way, works harder than the crew. I appreciate them and their film marking, making integrity. It was a huge risk letting go of the narrative, but calling out the for- true form from, from an her perspective is essential. I'm grateful to PBS for all the airtime. The film is still available for viewing on Vimeo.com. I definitely recommend that people uh, check out uh, that film. Now, um, Matt, you're, you've written a lot of poetry, and I read that you wrote your first poem, Trapped in Silence, not too long after you learned to communicate through facilitated communication. Then, um, at the age of 15, you became a member of the St. Louis Poetry Society, where you're an an active participant in writers' workshops. So I'm wondering how poetry has helped you to bring connection and community in your life. I first wrote Trapped in Silence after a member of the AAC group at the hospital suggested I write a poem. 
Poetry became a way to connect for me. People are great about saving poetry because art is a bridge. I was very metaphorical. Harpily. Metaphorical. And I learned. So my poems became ways I could paint pictures of how I saw myself and those around me. Poetry asks us to lower, lower our defenses and invites others to do the same. I struggle in obvious ways with my communication, but everyone struggles in their own way with something. I am so happy when I read a poem and touch vulnerability in a poet that Ability is where we can connect. I have been away from St. Louis poetry for a few years because my schedule has changed. But that group led to another writing group and the chance to become close friends with writers and poets that admire my writing experiences with those groups and people were were and are profoundly encouraging. I've always felt accepted as a poet and writer and the critiques and the acceptance of my critiques as a connection like no other. I feel heard and understood on a deep level. I always love learning from those who experience things that I probably will never do in my life. So I believe you did one of those things, and that is speak at Yale University. So can you tell me a little bit about that conversation or presentation and what your message was? Speaking at Yale's summer bioethics institute as an amazing opportunity. I was able to share my lived experience and perspective with professional from many disciplines mm-hmm. who had come from around the world. The talk was scheduled for an hour and a half, I think. We were there for close for to four hours answering questions and exchanging ideas. I was excited by the openness in their thinking. Finally, the cleanings upper apologetically apologetically asked us to leave because they wanted to be able to go home. I spoke at Yale to Summers and both years and audience was very excited to try to move the needle of change. Engagement is crucial for the autism community. At Yale, I sincerely spoke about the prejudice, prejudice, non-speaking, and minimally speaking person's experience 
the need for communication excess and the cognitive dissonance we see when people are interacting with an intact thinking mind and a motor impaired. I think we are coming to a new wave of understanding autism. The more autistic people themselves engage outside their circles, the more positive change will come. From watching now, Matt, from watching your documentary, reading your poetry, and knowing you've spoken at Yale University and many other autism and communication conferences, I'm wondering what's next for you. What are some things you would like to do in the future in terms of your advocacy work? I have been in the best place to work on supportive therapies with some remarkable results in my own life. I am working on compiling, compiling things that have helped my body and communication to become more effective, efficient, and usable in general. Many of these exercises are easy to use, use at home. I'm hoping to create something that many people can affordably access and practice to their most desired functioning. I am very concerned that autism therapies are out of reach for so many. I am also very concerned that many families struggle with little tangible success. We all need a trajectory of hope. I would like to be a part of creating more access. I hope to update our typing to speak dot word website with helpful ideas. Also, I'm finishing edits. I'm finally finishing my edits on my book, A Possibility of Joy, which tells my story of friendship. When my mother met her good friend and co-author, Delia Power, who always encourages me to stretch in the book and each tell our story of friendship. I hope this is the first of many books that always have things to express. From what I understand, you go to Put-in-Bay, which is here in the state of Ohio, mm -hmm. to enjoy the sunshine and water. Now, I haven't been there since I was a kid, and from what I remember, it was uh, a great time. But what do you experience there that I've been missing out on for about 30 years, Matt? <laughs> I love the Put-in-Bay vibe. Island is relaxed. And I have lots of friends there. My first job was at the Put-in-Bay Yacht Club. Shocking. Corn as a teenager, 
It took two summers to work my way up into the kitchen. Almost at home on the island where people just accept for who I am. I'm hoping the rest of the world can learn something from the island where we live. I island has everyone in court. Everyone is you unique and everyone has something to give. Well, I, well, that makes me want to uh, go to Putin Bay uh, over the summer, Matt. So <laughs> thanks for that inspiration. And thanks for taking the time to talk with me today. It was wonderful yeah. to get to meet you. Yeah. I am so happy we did the in inner the inner Thanks so much to Matt for the conversation. Here at Autism Personal Coach, we provide customized coaching for autistics to help improve the quality of our lives. All of our coaches are either autistic or autistic selected for their commitment to trauma-informed and neurodiversity affirming strategies. They deeply understand burnout, sensory needs, executive functioning, and the importance of special interests. If you're interested in learning more about our coaching, please visit AutismPersonalCoach.com for more information. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Autism Stories, and if you did, if you could tell a friend, foe, or anyone you know about it so they could have the same enjoyable and educational experience as you when listening to Autism Stories, it would be very much appreciated. Until next time, I'm Doug Bletcher of Autism Personal Coach. Talk to you then.